Yo, I'm Will Blackman, and this is Upsets and Underdogs, presented by WinBet. This episode, we're recapping the best weekend info, probably the best weekend ever, the divisional round. All four games lived up to the hype. Every single matchup went down to the wire, like not kidding, all walk-off wins, and there were plenty of upsets to go around, so let's get into it. The show is brought to you by WinBet. The NFL playoffs are here, and there's still plenty of time to get in on the action. So right now, download the WinBet app and start winning today. New users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $1, win $100 offer. If you bet just $1, you can win a free $100 bet on almost any sport. NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, college football, UFC, boxing, and more. And they're also offering a 200% wager matchup up to $1,500. For all the details on these offers, download the WinBet app now and set the odds in your favor. Offers subject to change, term and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Man, Nick, I am still recovering. <laughs> Dude. I am still recovering. From the weekend, okay? I know it's it's early for me, but that doesn't mean I can't go out and still have my recovery cigarette. I don't condone smoking cigarettes, but you know what? Today might be the day because I am exhausted. I, I, it's, it's so funny. After the first game, right, the, uh, the Bucks and Rams, I'm like, the next one, if it's anything like this, I don't know what I'm going to do. And oh my gosh, crazy. Well, let me ask you, man, before we really get into this, are, are you are you someone that believes in superstitions and, and jinxes? Or are you someone that, you know, you always put the left sock on first, then the right cleat? Like what was any rituals? So I was more I was more like routine. Right. I, I wouldn't okay. say so much superstitious because every day is not the same. I don't always get the same amount of sleep. I'm not going to always have this. You know, it's. One game we might wear white uh, home white jerseys. The other game we might wear the color. I don't know, but I was routine, you know, because I feel like being routine will, will give me the best chance. Now there were some games where I probably got, I think I got three hours of sleep. The um, I think we played the Raiders. When I was in Green, we played the Raiders, and I had the two touchdowns that game, like three hours of sleep, you know. And then I didn't sleep well the night before. We when I was in Washington, we played the Giants, and I had the pick versus Eli. Like I didn't sleep well, but you know, it just it just happens. Why do you ask? All right, so I got a friend of mine who texts me at halftime of the Rams game, and he says Rams Super Bowl confirmed. And will I called him and I said, if the Rams lose this game. I am never speaking to you again because I thought he jinxed me. I have a lot of financial investments, Will, from the summer on the Rams. They are my Super Bowl pick. And I don't know if you can hear my a little raspy today. I was sitting in my living room by myself having a nice IPA, and I was losing my voice yelling at the TV because I was like, this this guy but what's, the, it but what's the superstition i'm i'm lost i don't want you to if you know i bet on something you cannot text me saying congratulations until it hits zeros i've been doing this a while i've seen it all you can't text me until i see the confetti or the celebrations or the quarterbacks embracing it halftime at the at, at midfield can't do it well well especially when you text you at halftime and the way it went down i know you were losing your mind you said a nice uh, ipa like it's not a strong ass beer <laughs> it is yeah, yeah. A strong, it's like 10 percent alcohol <laughs> a nice a nice like you said nice michelob ultra like that would be boring but you said a nice no sponsorship by the way um yeah, yeah, yeah. all right 
So let's catch up with the record books real quick. My picks were the Bengals, Packers, Chiefs, and Bucks. So I went two and two. Uh, my underdog of the week to win outright were the Bengals. So I am one and one on my underdogs of the week so far. Uh, my favorite pick to cover were the Packers. I'm 0-2 on my favorite pick of the week. Uh, this postseason, excuse me. My favorite pick to cover were the Packers. So I am 0-2 on my favorite picks of the of this postseason. My overall record is 3-4. and four. Nick, what about you? I was on the Titans, Packers, Rams, and Chiefs, four and three in the playoffs so far, Will. Favorite pick, continuing the theme from the regular season where we should just fade my favorite pick, 0-2. I was on the Packers, too. Upset, though, crushing it, 2-0, had the Rams. All right, let's recap these games. So, game one, I mean, everyone in the world is still recovering. This, This should have been a national holiday based on what the hell this weekend did to us, whether you are a football fan or not. Uh, let's start with game one. The Chiefs beat the Bills in a game of the decade, probably. Um, this The Chiefs, they find a way to get into these type of games. The other one was them versus the Rams, the one that got moved from Mexico City to L.A., and the yep. other one is this one here, too. Uh, I mean, absolutely insane. But we, we knew as consumers, like, we were going to get something, like, ready to rock. Like, the Bills... They are. They were designed perfectly to beat this team. They were designed like that. Um, but you have probably two of the most gifted quarterbacks in terms of like the complete package in the NFL, and Patrick Mahomes and Josh Alien. There's no more Josh Allen. It's Josh Alien. Okay, because man, it's just the, the crazy things that that he can do. Um, and then it's it's wild, man. You. It's funny. I was watching the game with my wife and I told her like Gabriel Davis. I said, Gabriel Davis is not the main receiver on this team. And so she really she likes she's a big underdog fan. So she loves the fact that like he's not the main one. He goes mm-hmm. off for 200 yards. He just seemed to be wide the hell open every time. There's that one uh, video I put up of him just crossing up a, a corner. Uh, it was it was almost like a bang eight where they run, you know, re- like to the top of the numbers and then they plan it in it's almost just like a slant versus a post he ran it on them and he scored another time running that in the seam he went off for eight catches 201 yards four tds uh josh allen again just just goes off but mahomes he like thrives in that he he's he's patrick mahomes is in that before i go to patrick josh allen was in that zone too like when yeah. he scored when he had that game winning touchdown initially i mean you saw his face like possessed just upset ready to go i never seen him look like that and i was like gosh every when they got to the postseason when he did not get any postseason awards i was like he's about to go berserk and he did in that first game versus new england uh this one too he went off and and literally he literally carried the team on his back he did everything offensively to put them in position uh and just was just outstanding but that it's like it's that man patrick mahomes man it's uh, you know, everyone talks about Brady. They talk about Aaron Rodgers. And yes, those those two guys are still at the top of their game. But when it comes down to whose league is it, it is it is Patrick Mahomes' league. It is like he's 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 the guy. The guards have changed. It is him. He's already done everything. Most quarterbacks have not done in their career. He's done in his short time already, and he just he, he just gets it. He just understands 
what it is. And plus, this is a team, again, hosting AFC Championship game. Like, this is this is routine for them. They know how to handle this. This is what they do. And there's that one quote Andy Reid said. He said he told he told uh, Patrick Mahomes, he said, when it, get, when it gets grim, you know, you got to be the grim reaper. You know, like, you got to be that guy. Like, when it gets ugly, it gets ugly. You know, I remember talking to Russell Wilson about this, too, is, like, the more difficult something becomes, the more fun you have. And it sounds psychotic. It sounds crazy. But that's what it is. You look for it to these situations. And, man, they got it done. Um, we talked about how, like, 25 points were scored in the last two minutes. I mean, every time I turned around, I was like, boom, 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 boom. You're like, no way. Like, how are these guys getting wider? By the way, I was like, no way the whole weekend every time somebody scored a touchdown or an interception or a fumble. I mean, we'll get into the other games too, but man, it was absolutely nuts. And then Tyreek Hill goes off. I know you mentioned Tredavious White was a huge miss for them, and he he definitely was. But if you look at all of Tyreek's plays, like he was all over the place, mm. you know? Even him being effective as a returner. You look at him, what he did, and you look at Debo, like they, it's like, those are those are the guys in terms of how they are, and he was just all over the place making plays and returns, running the football and receiving. Um, man, and then speaking of like top targets, Stephon Diggs, yeah, like that's. I mean, regard. I mean, I understand that he should have been more of a play, but Gabriel Davis had two hundred yards. Like, I understand. That. That I, even if he didn't do anything or did, like they were still in position to get this done. And then the last thing I want to say uh, before we get into the takeaways with my guy, Nick Diaz, a.k.a. Lamb, is I did I did put out there on Twitter, like, I wish the Bills got a, got a chance to. Just because how it went down the last two minutes of just back and forth play, no one could stop anyone. Like, that would have been really cool. You know, you look at college games where they go into, like, eight overtimes and they do the two-point conversion thing. Like, those are cool. Like, get a stop, get a stop. I understand, yes, the rules say... You know, defense, if you're on defense, like you got to get a stop. I get out of that and I agree. I'm not looking for a participation trophy or all these other things. But as a fan, the way I was watching it and how Josh was in the zone and no one could stop him, I would. it would have been really cool to see put the Chiefs defense back out there and try to get a stop. But just let them keep going back and forth, you know, especially like the way the game was going. That would have been fun. Again, I understand the rules. So all you guys like in my comments and mentions, like get out your feelings and shut the hell up. It's not that serious. It's not that serious, people. Because everyone's like, you, you got to get a stop. These are the rules. Blah, blah, blah. Duh. And like getting all mad and upset and emotional. Like, I, I know. But you would not be mad if they just kept going back and forth. You know what I'm saying? So that being said, Nick, talk to me about your feelings and gambling takeaways from this game. Well, I feel very validated, Will, because in the six years that I've been creating content, it's been one of my strongest like takes that I haven't backed down from, and it's the overtime rule sucks. It goes back to the stuff that would happen with Aaron Rodgers, right, where he lost the game to the Cardinals in which he converted not one but two like fourth and 25s, and then the game goes into overtime, and he doesn't get to touch the ball again. To me, the perfect scenario is both teams on offense get a possession, right? Chiefs go out there, score the touchdown. Buffalo gets a chance for a rebuttal. And if they score the touchdown after that sudden death. But the fact that you just poured your heart out 
And I get it. Yeah, make the stop 13 seconds. I mean, right now, it's so polarizing. It's the change the overtime rules. Or, versus, or squib kick it with 13 or seconds. Or squib kick it, right? It's like, it, it's like it's the change the overtime rules versus the make the stop Twitter debates this morning. That's what everyone's talking but I, about. I, but I get it, though. I'm, a, I'm on the side of stop them. Okay? Right. Just I'm on the side like, yes, yeah, stop them. That's the rule. Mm. No doubt about it. But I'm just saying, like, it would be cool for them to go back and forth. You know, it's, I, it was that's what we're getting. I just feel like both teams should get a chance to respond. And then after that, sudden death. At that point, it's like, yo, you got a chance. Maybe you go for two. Who knows? That changes the dynamic of the game, too. Do you score that second touchdown to tie it after you gave one up and now you're going for two? Who knows? But the idea that you flip a coin and I say tails and it's heads and now my season's over. You knew that the, the Bills weren't going to make a stop there the way that game was going. You just saw them put up three touchdowns in three minutes. Right. They were going to make a stop there when it got into overtime. And, and it's ridiculous. You know, it's the same thing that happened. Chiefs fans, though, let's call out Chiefs fans. They didn't like that rule when it happened to them. The first AFC title game when when Brady won the coin toss right. and they went into Arrowhead. But right. now they're saying, oh, it's, it's great now. You know, like p- pick a side. But let's get into some of these gambling takeaways. Chiefs closed at minus one and a half. Pat Mahomes in his career has only lost to Tom Brady in the playoffs. And him being less than a field goal, Will, I thought it was really ridiculous throughout the whole week. As the week progressed, it was a stronger and stronger lean on Kansas City, though this was a game that I was the most conflicted about, and rightfully so. We saw how it played out, right? And the over in this game was 54 and there were 42 points scored with two minutes at the two-minute warning. So you're probably saying to yourself, all right, even if it goes into overtime, with the six, they're not going to kick the PAT. I'll be chilling. Boy, were you not chilling if you had no, you the under in this. That is wild. All right. Let's go to game number two. Another one. Actually, the one that really gave me a heart attack, really, because I, oh, it was the uh, the Rams beat the Bucks 30-27. Uh, uh, money line was plus 125. That's what the Rams were. This game was funny because I had mixed emotions, right? I really want to see the Rams go and do well. Like, I want Stafford to finally like, get his flowers. I want, you know, OBJ and, you know, OBJ and Jalen and my, my boys. Weddle coming back, you know, I would really love to see this team, the way they are going all in to go ahead and, and go win a title. But I also love greatness. I love greatness. I really like. I really want to see Brady get number eight because I just think it's. I think it's super cool to to do that. Like it's that's what people forget to do. They forget to like understand or respect how difficult it is to win, and for this guy to be. In the conversation, his entire career, pretty you know, for the most part, to have seven titles and to still go out there and compete, you know, to lose pretty much all your weapons except for Gronk and Mike Evans, and come back twenty-seven to three, and and you know, you gave your your team a chance to win the game, came back in the way like it kept happening for him, for him to like. One of the, I mean, the, one, the biggest touchdown was the one one on one over Jalen Ramsey, the best cornerback in the game, arguably one of the best defenders in the game. To to go ahead and do that, go after him. That, I mean, I that's why I was like, man, this it would be so cool to see that because it is so difficult to win, especially 
in football where it requires 11 guys. It's not like basketball where one guy can take the football. He's like, I mean, the basketball, he's like, everybody get out the way. I'm going to mm-hmm. put up 50. You know, you have control of that in offense. You don't have control like that in football. So that's why it's funny when people say it's a team sport. It is a team sport, but Brady's effect is everything. And you've seen that in the game. Um, and and I'm, I'm happy for Sean McVay because it would have been terrible for him and Les Snead to put together this team and then collapse and it goes down. Finally, Matt Stafford came through and got it done. And it's just, it's crazy that last play. I think they were, I think the Bucks were in cover zero. And you could tell sometimes when a quarterback's in cover zero because he'll throw it without even looking. Like he saw Cooper Cup and he just threw it, knew he was going to get hit, knew all the pressure was there and Cup was wide open twice in that game. He was wide open and both of them because we're two crazy mistakes. Like the one we're covered too is like, man, the, the safety went over to the seam. It's like, nah, dude, like stay where you are, especially when the biggest threat is on that side. You, you like forget the seam, make them throw the seam. Cooper is not going off, you know, um, just, just super crazy. OBJ came through, uh, was really huge for them. Like a lot of clutch catches. And then as much as I was excited for Cam makers, I was like, Oh man, Oof. like his two, his two fumbles Oof. were recovered by the, they were, I mean, they were the way he fumbled and where he fumbled was extremely crucial and costly. Um, one took points at the board and one actually gave uh, the, the pass a chance to, I mean, excuse me, the pass, the Bucks a chance to come through. I keep saying the pass because it's Brady. Brady. Um, <laughs> I got you, bro. <laughs> I know. But, but I think too, that goes from lack of reps, right? Uh, for him to fumble the oh. ball like that as he hasn't, he hasn't been in there that long. And so I think he's just happy to be healthy and you forget the biggest thing is ball security. And that just comes with, that comes with time that comes with playing, you know, but I'm glad it happened to him now and that the Rams still won because now he has like great awareness for it and he's going to start protecting the football better. But that just comes again with just time running the football. Um, and then for the Bucks, Mike Evans came through, uh, which was huge for them. You know, I guess 119 yards, one TD, eight catches. Grant came through for them. Leonard Fournette came through uh, as as expected. You know, I think that's the, that's the biggest thing, if anything, the Rams have an issue with is, is still really trying to stop the run as a whole. They have um, linebackers on strong. They have undersized DBs coming through um, for that. But, yeah, I mean, overall, man, a, a, an exciting game, a massive road win uh, for the Rams. Um, now they come home and they take on San Fran again. And before we move on, Nick, what are some takeaways from this game? The Bucks at halftime were plus 900 to win this game well. So if you took a stab at it, you got very close. You got very close. And they cut it down to one score with about five minutes left. So that was something where the Rams became a, I don't want to say trendy, but as close as you could get to trendy underdog pick of the week. And a lot of that, I think, came into play when you saw how dominant that defensive line for the Rams were without Wirfs and Jensen being pretty banged up. Because, you know, you saw Denver Broncos 2015 Von Miller out there making some plays. Right. And, I mean, that game was like, that game had to be on some sort of drugs, right? Like, (laughs) Von Miller gets the strip sack fumble. And then Matthew Stafford's calling plays at the line and the center just snaps it. Right, over his head. like And back-to-back plays. That's what I mean. It was nuts. Like You're like, there's no way that stuff can happen right now. 
So I'm sitting it. I'm sitting here watching it like it's the Giants playing this game because of all the money I got on the Rams, and I'm like, "Let's go, man! Let's go!" And, you know, I go and use the bathroom, come back, I see the balls at the fifty. I'm like, "What? What is happening right now? This game is that out is of control." Crazy. Yo, Will, real quick, man, you play DB, you know the game. How does Cooper Cup get this wide open? Because you know it's what? happened. It's happened so many times throughout the season, and it's like, yo, especially on the third and twenty, you know where the ball is gonna go, don't you? Yeah, I think the biggest issue, man, is like, sure, McVay does a lot of things, a lot of formations, a lot of adjustments, a lot of uh, alignment issues that causes problems for defenses. But also, too, and so that really distracts the um, the other team in that regard. But at, but still, you have to always have awareness where the best player is. Like Cooper Cup won the Triple Crown for a reason. Yes, they have OBJ, who is extremely effective and still super elite. Yes, Higby's making plays. Yes, Van Jefferson can do great things. But you guys know, like, look, let's who does who does Matt Stafford like throwing to? He yeah. likes throwing to Cooper Cup. At the end of the day, he's the saving grace. He's been a saving grace for both quarterbacks, for Goff and Matt Stafford. And yes. so, but it also comes down to McVay designs things that does, you know, mess with your rules a little bit. But you have to stick to your rules. If you stay where you are, it's gonna help. And then Cooper Cup just knows like. He knows how to change his pace when he's running his routes, you know, like he knew, okay, all out blitz. He knew he knew it was an all out blitz. So he put his head down and just took off. I'm going to run red to safety and I'm going to take off. And I know if I run red to safety, it's a win. It's a win for me. He knows that same thing. He knows how to change his speed running routes. He knows what leverages like he's probably like I said, he's probably top two, like one of the probably smartest football players out there. Um, who's not a quarterback. He's one of the smartest players, period, because he he's, he thinks like a quarterback. He sees things like a quarterback. So he knows he knows how each player is going to play him. He knows how each coverage is going to play him. He knows he knows the coordinators. He knows all those things, which gives him the best advantage every single time. I'd say, I always say the best players, they are the best self, self-study guys. Mm. They understand themselves and what, how people are trying to attack them. It's it's you can see guys who become really really good and then they end up they end up falling back you know they end up going backwards and you're like man this guy had a breakout year like what happened perhaps he didn't go back and self self scout himself perhaps he didn't really understand how teams are attacking him because once you once you do something outstanding guess what there's tape on you and guys will study so how do you how do you beat that you beat them to the punch you're like okay. If this guy tries to do this to me, I can attack this way. If this guy tries to do this to me, I can attack this way. That's how you continue to be great. And the, all the guys who have been great is because they understand themselves, they understand their issues, their weaknesses, and they know how to turn those into strengths. Makes sense, man. It makes sense. And you always talk about the guys that break down film or go and they watch more tape, whatever it might be. Those are the ones that really become like all-time Absolutely. greats and have long careers. Absolutely. All right. Let's go to game number three. This one was fantastic as well. The Bengals money line plus 145 beating the Titans 19 to 16. They go to Tennessee and they get it done. Joey Burr. Okay. (laughs) Joey gets it done. Um, I'm telling you, man, there's just something very, very, very Brady like about Joe Burrow. I don't know what it is, but man, he just he's just super calm. Nothing phases him. You never see him too high, too low. He's always chilling. Um, and, and this game was so impressive. The Titans sacked him nine times. And this game, you know, this game reminded me of 
this game reminded me of our NFC Championship game versus the 49ers when Eli got hit 12 times. Eli got smacked. Like, he was getting beat down the whole game, but he was still standing there and just him and Victor Cruz were, like, insane. I think Victor had, like, 12 catches, something crazy yeah. like that. And he just stood down the barrel of the gun, of that of that insane defense. Oh, yeah. It was just boom, boom. Not just the defense, but the weather was gross. It was a crazy atmosphere. They kept playing Tony Montana, what future? Like, it was absolutely insane. It was a crazy environment. And, and Tennessee was like that, and they were just tearing him up. Um, you know, Jeffrey Simmons was coming through making plays. Harold Landry was coming through making plays. Autry. And what do you say? Autry too. Autry yeah, had, no, think, they were just sacks. lighting him yeah. up. Um, and yeah, it was it's it's funny. I feel like Chase Jamal Chase had a quiet hundred yards, uh, but they were all like key situation. And again, that that's the be- that's the beauty when you have those two guys together, especially in those big situations they're going to come through and and link up when it matters because they always they already had that connection from college and that's where it crossed over and i know everyone's going to go off like nine sacks that's why you should have got they won the game okay guess what that's guess what they're going to do this offseason they're going to go get all as a lineman they have they already have all their pieces they have a really good tight end they have really good receivers they have an outstanding running back and they got joe burrow so guess what you could do now you go ahead and get some you know they're going to address the offensive line. There is no question about that. You know, they're probably going to get another pass rusher. They're probably going to address that too. But guess what, guys? You're in the AFC Championship game. Who cares right now? Okay? And the offensive line knows that. They know Joey got hit nine times. Guess what they're going to do? They're going to make sure he does not get hit nine times next week again. Okay? That's what they're really going to try to do. And they got a huge task versus the Chiefs because they have a, a really – stout defensive line yes they are a little aging but they are still effective um they were getting after you know josh allen for sure um look at tennessee it's so funny because there were so many mixed emotions about ryan Tannehill uh in Mm. terms of like man this dude threw a pick god damn that was a nice throw oh man he threw another pick again oh that's a nice throw you just you just don't know you just you just don't know and being the fact that they they didn't run the ball as well as they wanted to, even though I thought they ran the ball pretty well. I think it was they were still pretty effective using both running backs. Um, but that was the case. AJ Brown, uh, he ended up doing extremely well. I mean, 142 yards, five catches. He was playing strong. And yeah, man. And then, you know, Mac, the Mac Daddy, <laughs> McPherson, the Bengals uh, rookie kicker, gets it done. Uh, they really talked about his confidence, how he's just just lives for the moment man and that's how you got to be as a kicker you you, you got to have fun you got to be somewhat crazy and 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 really enjoy uh, look at our our postseason run with Lawrence Tynes uh as our kicker and who never took himself seriously but he was all business at the same time same thing our partner was Steve Weatherford who I mean had probably the best postseason punting ever and same thing he was nuts and out of control and crazy too so you got to be kind of crazy and really thrive for those moments man but another crazy game where the last minute i couldn't believe what the hell was going on um what are some takeaways from this game nick and what were your thoughts early in the week the bengals were a trendy popular upset pick and then some money started to come in as the game got closer on the titans will which caused the line to close at minus four this was a game that was at three and a half pretty much consistently like it opened at three and then it got the three and a half around Tuesday and then the rest of the week until Saturday it was minus three and a half but yeah man you know watching Tannehill watching some guys over the weekend I feel like 
if you take a look at all the quarterbacks that made the playoffs this year, I feel like five or six of them might be on different teams next year. Like it just Tannehill, I kind of just feel like that's that's your ceiling with him. And you know, if you're looking at the AFC now, the Bengals got to feel really good about themselves because they've seen their guy go at it with these dudes. But well, especially in their not, division, in the division, everything's up in the air. Baker right. doesn't have a new deal. Lamar doesn't have a new deal. Big Ben's most likely gone. Right. So if you're looking at the AFC right now, right, you're the one seed, you're the Titans, and no one's really surprised that you lost. Like a lot of people were on the Bengals with the upset. Right. But take a look at the landscape of the AFC. You see those two dudes in the Buffalo and and Chiefs game go at it. You know about what Herbert's done in in L.A. You got Burrow in Cincinnati. You're looking at Tennessee. I mean, I'm looking at Tennessee like, yeah, I don't know if Tannehill can, can get to that level with those guys i mean we know he can't because he's been in the league way longer than these dudes but i just feel like the titans and a lot of teams in the afc it's going to be a three-team race just moving forward as long as those guys are healthy in the afc so for me with the titans i don't know do you think it's crazy that they move on from ryan Tannehill? it's not crazy because you just you know has is he has he been like the difference you know what i mean in terms of the wins and losses so I don't know. I think I don't know if they do move on because it's going to be he's getting them into the postseason. OK, and it's going to be really hard um, to find something else, you know. Um, but you again, you look at it, you your best player wasn't 100 percent and you guys still were able to get the number one seed. So I think that is always playing the factor. And so, you know, you win against a hot team. They're just Bengals are just ready to rock, man. So that's. That's my deal for that. Uh, this show is brought to you by WinBet. The NFL playoffs are here. So what are you waiting for? Download the WinBet app and start winning today. New users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $1 win, $100 offer. If you bet just $1, you can win a free $100 bet on almost any sport, NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, college football, UFC, boxing, and more. And they're also offering a 200% wager matchup up to $1,500. Nick, what are you liking on the app this week? Well, well, I don't know if you were following, man. We came very, very close to our single-game parlay. We needed one more touchdown from Joey B, Joe Franchise. Else it would have been screenshot life, Will. We would have been letting everyone know that we hit these bets. Uh, One thing that I'm looking at, Will, and it's going to be with the NFL, the look-ahead lines right now, Chiefs minus seven over Cincinnati. They're the first game of the two conference championship games. Over-under is 54. This is also a rematch from earlier this year. This is really the game where people were like oh some craziness is happening in in cincinnati with the comeback and all that and you know jamar chase going absolutely nuclear and then you got the rams now minus three and a half over the niners fun fact niners six straight wins over the la rams and it's gonna be fun i'm looking forward to this over under and this one is 46 and a half i think i would wait on betting if i like the underdog in this spot, I would wait because I feel like as the week progresses, you might get better odds on the underdog. All right. So thank you, Nick, man, for that. For all the details on the offers you mentioned earlier, download WinBet now and set the odds in your favor. Offers service to change current terms and conditions at WinBet.com must be 21 or over and present in the state where WinBet is available to you. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Alrighty, it's time to get into our upset of the week. The 49ers go to Lambeau. They win 13 to 10. They were plus 210 on the money line. 
Uh, this was this was surprising and not surprising. This was not surprising because the Niners they just have that um, they just have like that mentality. I don't know what it is, man. In terms of like we're just gonna go ahead and, and go go crazy. Michael Strahan was saying how this Niners team reminds him of their 2017 and the 2011 team for the Giants. I know we make those references a lot, but that was such a that was such a unique postseason run that when you have a team that is just you can't really understand why or what it is they're getting it done. Um, they have a plethora of guys getting after the quarterback. I mean, they were all over uh, Aaron uh, when it came to this game, and then they would they just they just play tough. I mentioned the the thing that the 49ers have for them have going for them is that they went they've been here before, you know they they been down this road uh, where they had to you know, fight to get to the Super Bowl. Like they did this already. And, you know, every time guys count out Jimmy G, it's like he gets it done. I think I mean was he like 45 and 18 overall and like his 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 record. I understand people want to say like stats are deceiving, but at the at the end of the day a win's a win, right? I get it if, you know, for example, like Kirk Cousins outstanding stats, you know, those can be deceiving, right? Because they always don't equate to like those the type of wins you're looking for. But Jimmy G is getting it done. Whether it's him or not, he is under center. So he's getting credit, damn it, okay, when it comes down to this. But, um, yeah, I mean, Rodgers, it, it was just him. and He was just thrown to Devontae. And, you know, just offensively, they just didn't do anything. I mean, lots of credit to D'Amico Ryans in this 49ers defense. They got it done. I mean, last year – it was the defense was the issue this year. The offense can't put it in points, but, but holy moly as a former, I think two or three times special teams player of the week myself. Talk to him. Special teams, boy, my gosh, a block kick and a block punt in the playoffs. Playoffs, bro. Crazy! I can't believe that happened. I can't believe not just a block punt, but a block punt for a score for the lead. Yeah. And the, and the crazy thing is, it's not. First of all, it is impossible to block a punt or a kick. I never blocked anything in my entire life. Not even in a video game, I blocked a punt or a kick. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Now, I think Tar had a history of blocking punts and kicks in college. I think he was known for doing that. But the field goal block. He was the number two guy, and he jumped through. Now, yes, it was cool. I think Wilson is the guy who chopped his arm down, and the and then the uh, the wing was really late trying to punch, and he jumped right through and blocked it. So though that's a hard that's a hard one to block, and then you look at the punt. I think it was Wilson again. He just bull rushed the snapper and put his hand up. That's all he did. Just bull rushed. There was no like no trick or nothing. These were two easy. Easy blocks to defend. That's what was mind-boggling to me. That's what was crazy. That's what lost the game. We can talk about anything else. I don't care what it is. We can go down the list and talk about every situation, whatever it is. Cool. Special teams lost this game. Period. I don't want to hear anything. That's what happened. And that was the Achilles heel all year for Green Bay. They were ranked 32. 
Yeah. They're ranked dead last. Every year, every week, I got a tweet like, Will, come and return punts for us. Come and return punts. I'm like, absolutely not, guys. I can't run. First number one seed, Will, in NFL history to be 32nd in DVOA in any of the three units. And you saw, it, you saw it come out. Look, Jimmy G, machine as an underdog on the road in his career, 14 and 5 against the spread. Well, check out the five career playoff games for Jimmy G, right? As someone who values the quarterback so high, like a lot of people do, and I'm always just blindly like divisional round, it's take the better quarterback. Chances are you'll, you know, you'll do better like against the spread and whatnot. Jimmy G against the Vikings, 131 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Packers, NFC title game. That was the famous eight pass attempt game. Yep. In the Super Bowl, one touchdown, two interceptions, Mrs. Sanders. Against the Cowboys, 67 rating, right? No touchdowns, one interception. Almost was gift-wrapping the game to the Cowboys. And then this one, 131 yards and one interception, 11 of 19. And he made two throws on that last drive to give him the field goal that were just absolutely money. When it matters. Yeah. But you know what they finally are doing? They are giving, they're realizing give Debo the football. Okay, yeah. if they did that, they would they would have a Super Bowl. They would have beat the Chiefs. Yep. Give Debo the football. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, just get the ball in your best player's hands, right? Like, for you talk about this all the time, like with the system and the scheming. Like, sometimes just get your guys the ball and let them let them be period the That's athletes it. that they are. Like, sometimes it's so simple. My coach used to always say this: keep it simple, stupid, kiss. He would yell out, kiss, kiss. Like, you know, you don't, don't overthink it sometimes. Everybody I, was, I don't know what I would think as a defender, like, kiss. Like, what the, what's your That's the thing. Like, you know, I throw you <laughs> off and then what's up? Slam, backside, touchdown. That's, yeah, that ain't happening. <laughs> my, boy, my boy GA, Jerry Alexander, he was the, um, he was the, the offense uh, DB coach. And he used to always say, plays, players. He used to always say, players, not plays. Mm. Players, not plays. Look who you have and utilize them. Don't be so focused on the plays in the scheme. You're not really going to beat people with those type of things. It's like who you have. It's who you have, you know. Um, yeah, man. So as well. So now, yeah, the, the talk is, you know, you hear all this stuff about Aaron Rodgers. You know, what's what's the deal with him? Um, I think, obviously, I think the best situation for him is to stay put. You know, you're in that division. Yes. Everyone else is unsure what's going on. Uh, the, a big deal is going to be like, what's going to happen with Devontae Adams? You know, like, is he going to go somewhere else? I said preseason, you know, I if Aaron goes somewhere else, I like him to go to New Orleans. I think that'll be outstanding. I think him and Devontae will be a great package deal in New Orleans. And, you know, Mike Thomas coming back, being 100% healthy and will be revived with Aaron Rodgers. Don't know what's going to happen with Jameis down there. But um, yeah, it, it's all it all depends what he's going to do. Or maybe he pulls off a Jordan Belfort and, you know, gives a good speech and he's like, I'm not even leaving. And then everybody at the Packers atrium can go off and have fun. But yeah, I think it's going to, I can, I, I will be, I won't be surprised either way. If he stays, it's like, okay, yeah, he stayed. If he left, it's like, Hey, it's Aaron Rodgers. You know, he probably wants something different, wants something new. Um, Yeah. So until like New Orleans defense is just historically known for being outstanding. So I can see him doing that, even though the Packers defense was outstanding this year, shout out to Joe Barry, give him his flowers indeed. But yeah, man, it's it's going to be interesting to see what he does, what he's thinking. He's going to he's probably going to take his sweet time doing this, and again, a lot is going to happen with Devontae Adams. What happens with that? 
man, talk about a package deal, right? Just thinking yep. about, you know, it's weird. Like the the idea of, and there was a, the third and 11 play that Rodgers was getting some heat for. You know, Alan Lazard comes over the middle and uh, he's wide open, but he throws that sort of jump ball double coverage to Devontae Adams. And well, I don't know about you, man, but I'm, you know, live by the sword, die by the sword. It, it, that's my guy. Like, and I feel like I could get the ball to him in that scenario with the game on the line. Right. I, I, I'm not someone that, you know, revisionist history and hindsight 2020. I get that. But, you know, I'm a fan of going for it on fourth down if I have a stud quarterback. And whether you don't get it or not, like the Chargers many times this year, like it is what it is, man. I'm not going to, you know, destroy the guy for it. So Rogers going to Adams right. when the game matters most. Like, yeah, I feel like Stafford would go to Cup, right? Uh, Brady would go to Evans and Gronk. Like, you're going to go to your guys. That's so what happened. That's that exactly yeah. what happened. Yeah. All right. So that's it for today's show. But next episode, we'll be back to preview the conference championship games. That is exciting. Really cool games. If it's the Bengals and the Niners, it's going to be weird. <laughs> Once again, this is Upsets and Underdogs presented by WinBet. Don't forget to subscribe, throw us a rating and review, and tell your friends. Follow me at Will Blackman on all socials. Nick, where can they find you? Nick Day is 10 on Twitter and Instagram. All right, everyone. Peace out. Catch you next time.